0: This is Holding Down the Fort, and I am your host, Jim O. Fort.
1: Before history is written,
0: it's
1: played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday.
0: Boys and girls, welcome back. Today we are holding down the fort with Paul Panic, head assistant at William & Mary Baseball. Paulie, welcome to the show, baby.
1: Jimbo, good to see you, buddy.
0: So uh, give me a a little bit of uh, how everybody's looking this fall, a a little synopsis, if you will, of uh, what we've got going on at uh, on campus at William and Mary right now with the boys.
1: So we're still in Indy. So we're two weeks in. I mean, the boys are looking good, but, you know, we haven't thrown a pitch. We haven't, um, you know, had an injury yet. Right. So everybody's still healthy. Everybody's still looking good. Um, there hasn't been any adversity. Right. You're still just, you know, it's just Indies right now. So, um, everything looks, still looks good, but we'll see. We'll see soon enough
0: from a coaching standpoint, right. There's always just a uh, kind of managing those things. If you go all the way back to, to playing high school baseball, maybe some travel baseball early in your days, talk to me a little bit about, you know, the coaches we had and how we ended up getting to the, uh, the level and obviously loving baseball as
1: much as we do. I think it always starts with, with your passion for the game, right? Like we we like uh, me personally like like my father took my father and mother took us out every night to the field right and um we like we I enjoyed that time and and it, it, it kind of got to a point where I knew that that's what I wanted to do with my life you know not just um you know not just as like a part-time hobby with the kids but as kind of my career and you know, obviously, you know, playing for Coach McRae now—the guy that I, I work for—you um, know, it, it, you know, you realize like, like this is something that I kind of want to do, right? And I, and I think that's how it kind of shapes you. Um, it kind of shapes what you want to do.
0: Yeah, and like you said, you, that that relationship you guys probably built from when you got on campus there, right? Um, until. Right. Did he recruit us? Talk me through a little bit about, you know, us playing our high school baseball, any travel baseball, and how we ultimately ended up here in Western New York with, uh, with the Griff's. obviously some really friggin' good Griff's.
1: (laughs) So it was interesting because back in the day, like I played Legion ball, right. Um, I played Legion ball. Like this was back before the whole rat race, the summer circuit. Like we played Legion ball. We played one tournament. It was the firecracker Legion tournament in Newburgh, New York um but then everybody played empire state games right so what 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 people don't, may not know is the empire state games now is kind of like the new york state games pbr deal but yeah. back in back in the early 2000s and before the empire state games was run by the state of new york where it was broken up into different regions and i was part of the hudson valley region and they had open tryouts and they took the best uncommitted kids in the region and we all went up, and we stayed in dorms, and we competed against the other regions to win medals. Like it was, it was literally like the Olympics. Like we had jumpsuits. Um, Coach Greller bought us HV hats that we had to take off. They got mad when when we would wear them um, in the opening <laughs> ceremonies. Like so, so I was a part of it. For I was lucky enough to be part of it for two years. Um, so, and that was kind of the the ultimate recruiting event, right? So, and that's where I was seen. That's where I got recruited out. Um, and that was kind, of, and that back then was the ultimate. Everybody, you were the best in New York. You played Empires, and that was where you kind of got seen. And and that was usually your junior year. You know, that was like middle of July, junior year, and then you went on your official visits in September, October. You made your decision. You signed in November, and and that and that that was that was the timeline in 2000 geez what was that 2004 2005 right like that was like that was the timeline now fast forward almost 20 years you know you know to almost 20 years the timeline had pushed up so far where schools were recruiting eighth graders <laughs> right like it's we've, know, almost, even- we've almost we've
0: almost ruled we've almost created rules to to get it back to
1: how it was is, is that right and now, and now this, in this past spring, they put in rules where now you cannot contact anybody until August one going into their junior year. And, you know, the official, uh, the visits and everything, it's, it's really going to start to slow it down, which I think is going to be good. There's going to be less um, nonsense in the recruiting world, less. Um, and, and, and honestly, it's going to be less mistakes um, too often. I was going to
0: say like less uh, in, in, the terms of our game, man, like less swings and misses on hey, sure. an eighth grader who's six two, who someone thinks in 2028 they're gonna be, you know, Mike Trout. Like yeah, there's just so much less, you know. Hey, maybe that kid doesn't even like baseball by the time he's a sophomore or a junior. For right? sure.
1: For sure. And, and and a lot of it, a lot of what we recruit on, if you're recruiting somebody that early, it's all on projectability. You know, you you see a kid that hits puberty, or it's it's the old like, okay, the, the kid that dominates all stars as a twelve year old, right? He he's already six foot one, the big kid on the mound throwing it past everybody. Okay, well, once you get to the big field, everything starts to level off, but that kid is still bigger and stronger than everybody. Well, that kid hits eighty three miles an hour as an eighth grader, eighty four as a freshman. Boom, we're we're the projectability says as 84, as a freshman, he's going to keep climbing. Okay. Well now what happens when that school that, you know, jumps on that kid, you know, what, what happens when that kid stays at 84 or goes backwards, you know, and, and listen, every, everybody makes mistakes. I've made mistakes, right. And and I've made mistakes and, and every coach, there's no coach in America that can, that can look themselves in the eye and truthfully say that they haven't made ever made a mistake on a record. Um, but people make mistakes and so I I think what this is going to allow allow all of us coaches to do is to stop so I've talked to a bunch of bunch of recruits that have even have played um, you know played so, so when you play age appropriate versus grade appropriate so so some travel organizations have kids play age appropriate versus grade appropriate so if you're a Let's say so so the, the the class you're recruiting right now is the 25s, right? The yep. rising juniors the 25s. If a 25 is playing 15u, 15u is is age appropriate maybe for that kid, but that's not great appropriate because 15u really slots into the 26s. That's right,
0: that's right. And so it's, it's become this battle of birthdays. And I recently saw a chart that was, hey, look at all these major league birthdays that were in september and what it was was the you know the dudes who missed that august 1st cutoff when they were our age who are seasoned big leaguers now the arenados the Mikes, the like all those guys like hey do you you miss that birthday cutoff and so you're the bigger older stronger guy and it feels like hey like you're kind of leading the circle well different leagues different organizations different stuff going on in this like you called it the rat race i think that's a great term for it all of a sudden we got people moving dates back to may 1st to june 1st to these kids all over the map now it's like hey no matter what it is it's like you know that kid who's 13 three days after the birthday cutoff probably is a step ahead of all the 12 year olds who turn 13 in january the following year february the following year so walk me through a little bit. I know you know our brother Joe has you know he was a first rounder, had probably a big recruiting process going to St. John's and stuff like that. Was it the same way for him a couple of years younger, or had it started to kind of turn at that
1: point? So he committed essentially after his junior. So back back then they also they they would do junior days. Yes. And so so they St. Blanky and Bone and. And Brownie brought um brought a bunch of guys in for junior day, like at a basketball game that that winter, right? And and he had committed after after that, right? But so that junior gonna be senior summer, you know, he played a, he played on the he played in played on area codes, right? And I, I tell you what, he garnered some some really good interest and a lot of people at a lot of schools and some with some big name people and, and we're not throwing anybody in the bus, but leaving voice, leaving voicemails on the, on the, on the, uh, on the answering machine at home saying, <laughs> so would so-and-so school want to talk to you? Right. Even though they full well know he's committed. Right. So, you know, for us and our family, we, it was, well, if you're going to commit, like that's our word, our family, our word is our bond, right. Like and, and that was our family. And, and we, we took that, that piece of it seriously. Right. So his process, it was, it was simple. We knew that for him to, we, we knew that out of high school, well, he knew and my parents, like everybody knew that he wasn't going to be filled out enough and it wasn't gonna be the right move to sign, to go out of high school. Yeah, right? He needed to go where he was going to play and play right away. And so, so that's, you know, a big,
0: a big thing for guys kind of going through that process right nowadays. It's, Hey, if I don't get my number, I'm not going to sign. Hey, this, that, that, Hey, like, are you going to go, get better somewhere for three years and improve, you know, improve your stock. And the, the big thing is always, you know, our guys talk about the clock, right? You can never go back in age. But organizations are always, Hey, if you were here three years earlier, you'd have more chances, this, that, the other thing. Well, like, doesn't it help him by going to college?
1: <laughs> right. Well, and, and so so, like, like, and again, and I, and I think minor league baseball on the professional side has changed now with less teams shrunken rounds. Like, I think if you look at like the statistics of of the numbers, you know, like the draft numbers, ton of d one college guys went, not a lot of d three guys where d three guys have signed late, right? Like more late signs there, less high school guys, right? So more guys are filtering into the college ranks and you know, you know, we had, you know, Corey Wall gets gets picked up in the eighth round, right? And now it's like, okay, well, well hopefully they're going to look to fast track the kid because he's already older, right? Like, it's no longer put that kid, but, but like back in the day when like Joe was going through it, it was like, okay, no matter what, if you would have signed as a high school kid, you would have went to, you know, you would have finished in, you know, Ari- the Arizona league, right? Like
0: short, short season at best, right? You're going to, you're going to sh- short season a at, at best, right?
1: It, like, well, so, so, so like if you're a high school kid, like they're going to probably just leave at the complex for the rest of the year, your first year out, which is your freshman year, you know, depending upon where you're at, maybe you're an extendo, no matter what, maybe you get up to short a, maybe you finish in short, what somewhere you're in short a, maybe you're then maybe the second year, you're in the low a, right? Like, do you make it, and then but then by that third year, are you out? That fourth year, are you out, right? But where you're a college guy, where you come out, you know, back then it's like okay, Joe went straight to straight to short A, high A, double A, half year and triple, and now he's in the bigs at 24. It's it's a it's probably a similar ish timeline back then you know, running the, you know, running the timeline from a high school kid to a you know college kid back then. It, it, it's very similar, you know?
0: And you feel like, right, obviously being a first rounder out of St. John's, right? Like much more prepared, had gotten better, had played up to the competition level and, you know, obviously kind of fast-tracked him, right? He got got going now Pete Crow Armstrong gets called up yesterday right we've got guys you know from Florida Atlantic who are called up in in mid-August by the Angels is it just totally a different world with the shortened rounds and, like people don't care about you know the luxury tax that it costs to get you up there that fast like walk me through a little bit anything on the pro side where you'd say like it's really changed where you might want to if you get your number out of high school do it or is it still kind of a a waiting game obviously we see dylan Cruz get to lsu improve the stock right overall and obviously get a lot more money than he would have gotten out of high school
1: i I still i still and i still believe for the family and the player in the family still gotta be life-changing money and for each individual person it still has to be life-changing right And obviously, people forget that the tax man takes his half. Right. And,
0: oh man. And, it's a, it all depends it, on what state you live in. <laughs>
1: right, right. Like, like everybody takes, everybody takes their cut. Your advisor takes boom, 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 boom. Right. But like, I, I still think it's gotta be life altering. And I think you got to know what situation you're going into. Right. Like, um, and, and, that, and that's kind of hard to, you know, and, and where is the value in that organization, right? Like certain organizations used to not develop guys, right? You know, what organizations, you know, there's, there's, there's certain things that, you know, you know, and I think some organizations have gotten rid of some of those bugaboos and you and I know what organizations and what we won't talk about it, but like, you know, like organizations, they're not just, they're just going to go sign a free agent and they're just going to use, use you as trade bait. And you'll never, you'll never make it with that team and you're just going to kind of get lost in the wash. Um, I think now with player development has gotten way better than it was. Um, I, I, I think it just, it's just case by case. Um, but but I do think that like for example like like Dylan Cruz and some of these other guys that went from you know like even like Matt Shaw right like you know the, these guys are going from draft to double A like finishing the year from from Division one college to, to end of you know September in double A like they're they're one step from the show like like realistically they they start next year in double A they can finish in the show next year. Right. As, as 23, 24 year olds, let's say. Right. So I, I don't, you know, and and I think the biggest thing is it's the, it's the maturity piece. And I think that, that for me, and you know, we've seen it with some of our incoming, like, like, you know, some guys might be ready. Some guys might not be ready to go handle. Hey, here's your debit card. You're out in Arizona for three months living in a comfort Inn with a roommate that doesn't speak English, good luck kid. Like you've never been away from home. You're 17 years old, 18 years old. Like so, some kids can't handle that. Some kids aren't ready for that. So I think going back to your point, I think it's just, it's it's really case by case. And yeah, but the kid really has to be ready for that. Like they, they gotta be mature and they gotta be ready for it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I, you know, I remember I just talking to the guys who were at that minor league level, some of our college guys from the area, Canisius guy, Matt Duffy, who just got out there, right? The majority of our our meals are coming from the complex because that's where we get fed. That's where we get fit, fed for free, not really in a good cooking setup uh, back at the you know back at the place. But we're kind of we're utilizing what the organization gives us. And I thought you made a great point in that you know player development has changed for the better, right? Like it has improved across all levels. Speaking to the college level especially, right? Give me a little bit about working with Mason McRae down there and how that's really not only improved William and Mary, but he is kind of a, a front runner for someone who's going to go improve a major league organization soon.
1: Well, I th- I think he's been an awesome asset. I I think he's very, <sighs> I, I, I do think there, there, should, there needs to be a marry of the numbers and the baseball feel like there still needs to be some sort of like, you know, marriage of the both. Right. Like that's like, like that's how I feel. But, you know, within within a week we have numbers on guys, swing paths, bats, like all that stuff. And we, we can directly show them, like, hey man, like here's here's your tack angle, like you're you're way too flat. Like, you know, it, the, res- t- the
0: results are driven by right, like we're just trying to give you purpose behind what you're doing.
1: <laughs> you're 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 doing this and this, like gone are the days where you can just say, Hey man, you're popping a ball up. <laughs> Let's do this. Well, well, why? Well, you start looking at your bat speed. You look at your bat speed. You look at your plane. You look at your this. You look at your that. Like, hey, you're popping it up because this, 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 plus this and this, these numbers. Okay, if we can do X, Y, and Z plus this, and you just marry the both of them, it, it really paints a a a better picture, I think, than than the older like like old, old school crusty hitting coach saying back when I hit back elbow up and like it, 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 does that kind of make sense I think so so what he provides us is is the ability to show the numbers easily for the guys to understand like he graphs it He bar, he, he he's awesome with all that stuff and you know and and even even with like putting out like our you know videos and numbers and stuff like that that's just invaluable for us.
0: Yeah. And for me, it's like, we, if you can provide an athlete with a, a why, why are we telling you this? Right. Well, here it is. And it's, it's always kind of that, you know, major league organizations. Again, we won't get into which ones do what, but it's man, you're going to confuse the hell out of these kids. Hey, they can't handle it. They don't want to look at all that stuff. Like we've started to present it in ways where like these dudes can look at it. These dudes can not only look at it, but they can understand it. They can understand it and they can go make adjustments today or tomorrow or next pitch. Like based on what they're seeing, ah, all of a sudden you're building a feel for, Hey, when you do again, X, Y, Z, your results end up better. Hey, continue to do X, Y, Z. You're going to like what you see on the field. We're going to like what we see on the field. We're trying to put the best team together, right? You guys are trying to win baseball games by giving your players, right? The tools to improve themselves. One, it holds us accountable. There's no, hey, I'm telling you to do this without any reason, without any backup, with no, with nothing behind it. And two, it allows them to, hey, Ben, let's go, let's go hit by ourselves after I really got to work on staying through the baseball up the middle. I got to really work on this. And we can give out, things to actually work on where you make better adjustments faster. We improve the overall skill level of all of the dudes on the team. And all of a sudden we've got competition at every spot saying this dude's coming for your spot. This dude's coming for your spot. There's no, Hey, that guy can't hit the ball out of the infield anymore at our level. Everyone has potential for double digit home runs one through nine. Correct.
1: Right. Right. And 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 we talk about the why that's literally what i i told the guys day one of individuals i can give you the why of every single drill that i put in front of us of of your daily routines but conversely if you're working in here and i ask you why you better know why you're doing something don't 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 be doing a blindfolded one legged ear closed one handed drill I'm going to ask you why you're doing it. And if you can't tell me the why, you ain't going to do it. <laughs> yeah, right like, like we're we're going to be
0: a marriage again, right? We're going to be together on it.
1: <laughs> it's it's a two-way street. Like everything we do, I'll be able, I'll tell you the why. And you you may not you may not believe in it and that's fine and and vice versa. Like and and that's fine too. I mean we can we, we can talk about everything. This is open. This everything's an open dialogue, right? Like like this isn't this isn't a dictatorship, and we we talk about wanting them to be their own best hitting coach, right? Like the the, the having them become like I can't stand in the third base coaching box and call time out every time I see them foul a ball off when there's a mechanical issue. Hey, he's hey he wasn't on time. Hey, he's not sliding. He's casting. He's doing this. He's doing that. Like, so you need to know what your swing is, know how your swing feels, know what, know what, know what issues you're having, right? So, you know, that's, that's, that's part of my job is to create a self-sufficient hitter, right? So um, that's, that's, and that's part of the why, like, why do you do, like, no, so you guys understand your drills and so you understand your why.
0: Yeah. And then all of a sudden we get to the game. We got a guy like Ben Williamson, right? Who all of a sudden the numbers speak back to it. It's like, Hey, there's your why, right? This dude's putting balls in play over a hundred miles an hour often. Right. Well, what, what were we doing all off season? What have we been working on? Well, we're trying to produce more hard hit balls in play. That's a curve, you know, curve ball machine, man, this sucks. It's blowing us up. That's why, right? Hey, velo day. You guys hate it. Hey, pregame stuff. All of it kind of adds up to, we're trying to help you be better on the field. And again, open dialogue with hitting, like nobody understands it, right? It's a case by case basis. It's a, Hey, if someone was really good at it with like a secret where you could at least do it half the time, like we'd we'd share it like we want to everyone wants to be better at it it is a constant struggle so on top of all the numbers right give me a little a little back end on you know some of the mental stuff we work through some of the preparation stuff we work through outside of the numbers to make sure our guys are not only ready to be the best hitters that they can coach themselves as they can but also play the game the right way while they're out there
1: so i think for for me is if so part of week one was figuring out each guy's individual daily routine, right? that that they do their feels, right? and you know, that each guy, each individual guy under the team umbrella has their own individual daily routine and their feels, right? Some guys are on the farm board, some guys are doing one-handed stuff, some guys are doing lo- like it's all individualized, right? And so that the movement prep and some of that prep is is important for each individual guy to keep try to keep them right and we can, you know, move things around. Hey, he's struggling with this. Let's cut this out. Let's slide this in. And, but you know, for us, it's a lot of approach-based stuff. Like once practice starts, we never do feel good BP. This, this isn't 40, 40, 40, 40 feet from a 40 year old at 40 miles an hour. This ain't cookie. (laughs) Every, everything we do is with intent and purpose, right? It's at bat base a lot of it's at bat based it'll be simulated stuff um, with machines two strike catch you know o2 ab's counts finish ab's um we'll do double machine stuff where you know we got two balls up one ball gets dropped in a machine one like it you know fastball breaking it, ball right yeah like it, you know it's it's stuff like it's nothing nothing is easy and and guys will fail often in practice and and, and we prepare in i think it's tricky, but we do it. We, do, we We even do that in pregame BP. Sometimes like our pregame BP is at bat based. Like I throw break, like we throw breaking balls in BP in pregame BP. Like we spin them like, like we do at bats in, in pregame BP. Like, and for us, it, it, we we've realized that it kind of fo- locks them in a little bit. You, you can kind of, you can get in a groove, get in a groove, get in a groove and just feel good but for the, I feel like for the amateur hitter, it, you lock in when you have to lock in, right? Like, okay, wait, one, two, runner on third, you got, you got, they got a the bases group. I got to move the baseball here, break the ball. I got to I got to let the ball travel. Right. So, so, so it, it, the, the mind is going, it's not just aimless out round of four hit it. Right. So, so for us, the practice is harder, right? We're not, you know, everything we do is, is, is hard. Right. And we, we want them to fail. Right. Because if you know, we, we want you to fail, we want it to be hard. If it wasn't hard enough and you're not failing, we're, are we doing our jobs to prepare you?
0: Yeah. You're going to get there and just get your doors blown. Right. Like all of a sudden, right. The, and I think machine prep, yeah, pregame, right. Setting arm angles, setting. Hey, this is the guy we're going to face this is someone like we're going to see, right. Like that's, whether it's the pro side, whether it's guys who are kind of a leg up in college, like I still watch, you know, pregame BP all the time at a lot of different levels. And it's cookies, 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 next cookie hit balls next. Come on. Like, and it's, you know, it's real easy to get lost in that, or it's real easy to go like, Hey, this is, you know, like we're facing a lefty from here today And, uh, that's why the machines on this side of the, on this side of the screen and kind of coming from behind you, Lucas Carmichael, because it's left on left and we're going to have to see that today, you know?
1: (laughs) Right. Well, and that's, and that's what, so, but again, going back to blending the analytics stuff with the track man and true media. So in our scouting report, we, we, we have our black book and each, each picture has two pages every each individual has two pages it's got a it's got a report sheet and then, and then it's got his data metrics sheet right so i know each individual guy open up okay friday started okay he's got it's a, it's a Verdi fastball and uh and uh 12 12 these 12 6 kind of bangery breaking ball so during our bp and leading up i got two machines rolling in the cage we got our bp on field but we're going to have a cage group I got a spinny fastball in on one, and then I got a twelve sixty breaking ball in the other.
0: Yep from a from around uh you know slot
1: where, <laughs> where similar, it's coming similar out similar release, right? similar release side and similar release depth, right? Like 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 like, and 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 this okay, so then it's a lefty with with twenty two inches of run and you know and then a sweepy slider. He's a sinker slider guy. Okay, so then that's what we set up on Saturday, right? Like. And, and, and that's just how we try to prepare our guys. And listen, nothing's ever perfect. But if you try, if you do your best to try to simulate it, if, if you're not doing that, are you truly preparing yourself, trying to, trying to prepare your guys to succeed? Or are you just going through the motions, right? So, like, we're, you know, we, we we try to do all we can. And, and again, I can't hit. I can't go up there and hit, right? My days are done. Your Your days are done. And we just try to put them in the best position we can.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I I think it goes back to, you know, the, you know, the big thing for us is, is it a a comfort thing or is it a practice is so hard, right? We've failed so much that like, we know what it takes to compete once we get out to the field. Right. And it's a lot different than, than it was in our day. Right. We, you know, you saw coaches pregame BP, no matter what it was no matter the situation, right? You had Shane Davis, you had JP Stevenson, like you're getting the same assistant coach who throws BP to you right down the middle. And you're just trying to execute round by round kind of what you're doing. And obviously being on the pitching side of things, we hate the idea that everyone knows exactly what we got, but even 10, 12, 15 years ago, like your scouting reports are so brutally honest. You almost get there and you're like, (laughs) man, like these guys actually know how shitty I am as a, as a player, right? They, they know exactly what to do that. The, the preparation part of it has just improved across all levels by being able to pro- provide these guys feedback. And right. I know you said, you know, go, we got a cage. Walk me through a little bit about facility wise, being at home, how that kind of helps us. Give me, give me a walkthrough of indoor outdoor, kind of what we have at our, at our disposable every day at practice. And then obviously to prepare for our games.
1: I mean, I mean, I mean, we have beautiful, beautiful grass field. Um, full pens. I mean, we have a three, three cage indoor um, with plyo area, pitcher work area. We're actually putting a little strength area in that and within the next month or so, um that way when we have our you know pitcher lifts on saturday mornings, sunday mornings every other day the strength coach will come over here guys can do the rehab tosses and come on up like so there's no shuttling around it's just it's just gonna be awesome um like we have the cage space we have we got all the machines all the trimmings everything we need right um you know shit. and then and then like so i like got on game days right like we're here you know for a three o'clock start it's a noon report for a six o'clock start it's a three o'clock report and you know, I'll have guys that roll in and start their, you know, their dailies or their feels three hours before report time.
0: Yep. That's it. Right. And we're just, we're just kind of there, right. You spend, you know, Jim Tomy's hall of fame speeches, be the first guy there, be the last guy to leave. Right. Wow. What a hall of fame mentality. How do you, you know, you're there just being there a lot of the time. And I remember being like getting a pro ball and it was like, you're like, we have, you know, stuff didn't start till nine o'clock. And it's like, I was one of the last guys in the door at six 15 AM. And it's like, that's on the coaching side. Everyone's there trying to figure out how to make guys better. All the players are there, you know, Hey, got to fuel up. Hey, got to get stretch out. Got to feel right. Right. As we go up levels, it just seems that there are so many more people trying hard to prepare us for the best we can be on the field. Talk to me a little bit about, you know, routine as a coach routine as a staff that you guys as a coaching staff kind of, you know, do to, to just make sure that the players are always ready to roll.
1: So I, for us, like, I mean, once, once team practice starts, like routine wise, like early, early work is big for us. Like early work is, is huge. Like, um, so the field is always set up minimum an hour before uh, practice starts right? Like I got my pants on. We're on field. We're ready to go. Guys want work. Guys want work. Guys want extra work. We're here now. I have standing pretty much daily standing appointments with guys to, <laughs> to, to, to do their outside work. Like I got guys coming starting at noon today. We, we, we don't, we start, we start at one 30 Indies today. I got guys coming starting just before noon, like to do extra stuff before their groups start. Right. Like, and that's just that's just what it is, man. I um so so for us, I think it's being available, being present. Guys want stuff. We're there. Like we had it. Like like we were like, we were done with indies, and there was one kid, and and it was a kid working working in the indoor. Like we don't. I don't press myself on guys, right? Like I don't. I don't hover right Like so like like, like sometimes guys want to hover and like want to interject themselves like like if a guy wants to go bang by himself and he wants to work through it, like I, like I'm gonna let him do it, right? you know, if he wants to feel something, or whatever, but then like he comes over and, and like he's like looking around, what's up, man?, uh, just looking for somebody to feed the machine. Yeah, we're right here, dude. We're right here, like we'll go feed the machine. Like it's it's being accessible, it's being around, right? And I think um, too often, and, and, and it's making sure that your guys guys know that. And, and I was a freshman and, and you know, he knows that, but he, you know, we were talking and it's like, you know, like we were talking about the players, we were talking about the day, we were trying to kind of decompress, you know, what we saw and what happened. And hey man, like, you're not bothering us. You're not bothering us, we'll talk later. We'll talk about what happened late. We'll talk about practice later. You're, you're, you're the most important thing right now. Let's go like, you know, that's
0: yeah. And that's, I mean, it almost becomes, I remember talking to, to, um, one of Georgia tech's catchers earlier in the, in the winter before their season got started in a February episode. And he was like, it almost becomes, you know, amongst the guys, like, why aren't you here yet? like not to the coaches, but to the other guys. Right. And then you've got players like, Hey, it's not early work. Like we get here as soon as I physically can get here after a class, after knowing that I have to fuel up in order to get there. Like there's nobody who's dogging it to get out there when everybody is beating you there. It's almost the goal to, Hey, I got to go make sure that I'm not falling behind. And mm-hmm. when you can do that, again, we're trying to make our own, you know, our, our own hitters, their best hitting coach. We're trying to make pitchers, their, their best adjustment on the mound, pitch by pitch. Like when you have a team full of people who are beating coaches to the field because they're just trying to be earlier than everyone else, all of a sudden you're there, they're there. Something's going to happen. We're not getting worse at base by ball by all being here today. <laughs>
1: Well, and, and you, and you want, and you want that. And that's what we've, that's what we strive strived to make here. Right. Um, and that's, and that's the important piece. You know, you want guys that want to be here and you know, as well as I do, you can't take your, okay. In practice, you're going to get 20 swings on the field, 50 in the cage. You can't take your 75 swings and be good for the day. You know that, like, like that's not enough. Like you didn't get your prep. You didn't get your fields. You didn't get your movement prep. Like, so you, so when are you going to do it early work, pre post, like, you know, some, some days, like we go straight, it's like, okay, well we got, we got 10 innings in squad. Like we got to go. We only got four hours on the field today. Like you got to go, like, we don't have time for this. So you got to do it on your own pre work. Like it's what it is. So.
0: Yeah. And I think again, just, you know, from the top down, it has to be kind of an accountability thing to the coaching staff, to the, the kids who are right. there when you provide them the resources it just make them more hungry, right? We're just like, we're just trying to, Hey, like get in there. Hey, here's the swipe to it. Hey, you know, that we're going to never, you're never going to be in trouble for doing more baseball stuff. Right. Ultimately that's what you're here to do. And as much as everyone's there, you know, for the name on the the back, Hey, we want to play pro ball. We want to do things at the next level. I want to graduate. Like while you're playing for the name on the front, we're going to do things a certain way and we expect everyone to when you can be here you have to be here
1: 100 man couldn't have, couldn't have said any better jimbo
0: well listen i will uh i'll let you slide thank you so much for your time um i'm gonna need uh your address either at school or, or at home send you a nice little little nike gear package from Rubber, the uh Rubber. from the zone but um Best of luck at practice today. All my best to the boys out at William and Mary, especially Lucas. Missed that dude. Wish uh he's wish we could it. get him back. He's been he's been crushing, right? He looks like a yeah. freaking unit.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's good. He's good, man. He's uh he's good. He's he's usually in that 12, 1230 group every day. So he's he's always out here early. He's he sets a good example and he's a really good kid. So.
0: so So I'll and I'm gonna I'm gonna finish on a quick note of um a local local coach um coming in and seeing his players numbers from the, uh, the winter, um, a couple winters ago and Greg Cullen happened to be one of the dudes on the list yeah. who had 1500 more at bats than anyone else in the facility during the off season stretch. And Hey, why do you guys think he's so good? Right. Why do you guys think he's doing so good? Why is our best guy in here? 1500 more times than anybody else. Right. Can't make this stuff up, baby. Thank you 100%. for holding down the fort, Polly. Have a great you day.
1: Good, See you. Right. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles; we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving we do just that learn more at marines.com you did
0: thank you for listening to holding down the fort this is jimbo fort reminding you to hold it down be on the lookout for our new merch anybody who has any questions for the show or for our guests on the show please email us at holdingdownthefortpod at gmail.com. Follow us on TikTok, Instagram, and subscribe on YouTube for all the latest updates and to hold it
1: with us. Thank you again. We look forward to having you back for the next episode.